As we get started this morning, it's certainly good to be together, and as we get started, I want to make a quick reference to 1 Corinthians 1.18, where uh, Paul says that the message of the cross is to those who perish uh, foolishness, but unto us who are saved is the power of God. And that message from the cross calls upon us to encourage one another uh, with the cross, in the cross, but also it calls upon us to stand against evil. This morning we will focus on that latter part, a particular evil. Down in Montgomery, House Bills 501, 502, down in Montgomery, they're calling for a statewide uh, state-sponsored lotteries and they're calling for a statewide constitutional amendment in order to help these things take place. Gambling is wrong in any form, whether we're thinking of casinos or uh, slot machines or riverboats, racetracks, or lotteries. God calls upon us to call out the evil that's in the world to make a stand against it and speak out against it. And so this is the nature of our lesson, our lesson this morning. Like what one school did a little while back, Boise, Idaho, a charter school there, they were to receive $10,000 that was allotted to them from the proceeds of their state lottery and they refused. And good for them. And in a similar way, we must draw a line in the sand and, and stand and speak out against uh, such evil. In order to do that, we've got to know what God says about these things. So we'll look at God's Word as always. That's our custom, our habit, and that's also our faith uh, that drives us to do this. There are many issues associated with gambling. We'll just narrow this down to five issues Issue number one is, it's an issue of self-control, isn't it? It's an issue of self-control. God teaches us to have self-control. It's part of the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, uh, 23. And gambling is very, very addictive, and it's very, very enslaving. A few years back, uh, the government of Australia uh, took a survey of uh, gamblers over a 12-month period, and during that 12-month period of those they surveyed, 81% contemplated during that year's time, 81% contemplated uh, taking their own life, and 31% uh, actually attempted to take their own life of gamblers. Why would they do this? Because gambling is very addictive. It'll, it'll take you to levels of corruption that you never dreamed that you would ever uh, enter in the first place. It's very, very uh, enslaving to a person. Okay. The experts say that we have in our brains a neurochemistry and that these types of addictions actually change the chemistry in the brain. It creates a, a narcotic-like uh, sense, a narcotic-like impact on our brains to where uh, we are then willing to risk more and more to risk more and more, uh, more than we would ever do uh, in normal uh, situations. It's very, very 
uh, addictive. You might ask, well, what makes it so addictive? Well, first, money itself is addictive. Money itself is addictive. That's why Paul warns in 1 Timothy 6, 9 and 10 of the love of money because it's so easy to start loving money. Jesus says in Matthew 6 and 24, no man can serve two masters. And he's referring there to God and mammon, God and money. Notice there, God can be a master, but notice also there that money can be a master as well. Also, it's addictive because of the lure of easy money. The lure of easy money. You know, something for nothing. There's something in some people's minds that just creates a sense of excitement when they think about, hey, I can get something for nothing. Okay? It's the lure of easy money. And then also there's the excitement of the possibility of just coming out on top, of being a winner, of all the people that are trying, you can come out on top. And for some, that creates just a thrill and a very addictive thrill at that. But it comes down to this, doesn't it? It comes down to this. Those who win are then eager to increase their winnings. And those who lose are then eager or sometimes even desperate to reclaim their losses so both keep playing and the gambling industry is not built on winning. It's built on losing. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 10 says, He who loves money will not be satisfied with money. Ecclesiastes 5.10 He who loves wealth will not be satisfied with his wealth. Solomon says this also is, is vanity. Some say that well, gambling is just a means of recreation. It's just a release. It's just a recreational release that we take from time to time. And, uh, but we've got to be serious about this. Uh, we may joke around about fishing and, and, and golfing and and yard work, and you might say, well, there is a group called Fishing Anonymous or, or Golfing Anonymous. Maybe there is, but we know for sure that there are groups for Gamblers Anonymous. There are groups for Alcoholics Anonymous. And anyone who has had friends or relatives caught up in these types of addictions, whether it be alcohol, whether it be gambling, whether it be pornography, whether it be drugs, you know very well the pain that is involved. So first of all, it is an issue of self-control. Secondly, it's also, gambling involves an issue of management, of management. We are all stewards. What is a steward? Well, a steward is someone who manages property or manages resources for someone else. In reality, we are stewards in reality, God owns everything. He does. Psalm 24, verse 1 says, The earth belongs to the Lord and everything in it, the world, and everybody who lives in it, it all belongs to the Lord. We are stewards. That, that is, we are expected to faithfully manage God's resources on His behalf, and He does not want us, He does not want us to spend His things on frivolous matters. He don't want us to spend His money in a manner that's just absolutely uh, careless. Now, two or three verses on this. 1 Corinthians 4 verse 2 says, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found 
faithful. Or Jesus says in Matthew 25 and 21, actually these are words that we'd like to hear one day. Jesus says, He will say to those on His right hand, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will now make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Peter in 1 Peter 4.10 says, We are to be good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So it's, it's an issue of management. Just suppose this, parents. Just suppose this. That you're, this is very much a supposing thing. But just suppose you're going to go away for the weekend and you have a, a good sitter to, to um, watch after your children. And so, of course, you're going to pay her. But also, in addition to paying her, you're going to leave her some expense money just in case she needs some money for, for the expenses of the kids, whether that be food or entertainment or whatever that might be, here's some extra expense money. Suppose then that sitter took, takes that expense money, the whole wad of it, and takes it and goes and spends it all on buying a Powerball lottery ticket. And you come back and you find out about that, what's going to be your reaction? Probably you're going to have plural, you're going to have several reactions. You might even say this, you might say, well, she just stole that money and you would be absolutely right. And we need to stop and think about that in regard to God and His resources as well. When we are careless with God's resources, that is pathetic management. It's sin before God and we must stay away from it. God does not want us to take His resources and use it on games of chance or on any other uh, careless uh, activity. So it's an issue of management. But also, thirdly this morning, it is an issue of honesty. It's an issue of honesty. The gambler is looking for gains, a lot of gains, but he's looking for this in a very quick, cheap way without honest work. He's looking for this in a quick, cheap way without honest work, without honest work. Gambling, for one thing, and the very thought of it, the, the very existence of it, destroys the work ethic. And our Lord God has established the ideal and the teaching of a work ethic in Scripture, all throughout Scripture, beginning in the beginning at creation. Genesis 2, 15, you recall that the Lord God took the man that he created. He took Adam. He took the man and he put him in the garden so that he could work that garden and so he could keep that garden. And Paul, in his writings, follows up on that several times. In Ephesians chapter 4 and 28, Paul says, Let him who stole steal no more, but rather let him labor with his hands the thing which is good so that he may have to give to those in need. Now, the very reason for laboring there is interesting, and we'll come back to that in a minute. But also Paul says in 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 10, he says, if anyone is not willing to work, then let him not eat as well. 2 Thessalonians 3 and verse 10. In other words, God has well established the, the idea of a, of a clear-cut, honest work ethic. And we need to emphasize that. Because this is what gambling and the thought of it does. It destroys this that God has set up. God knows best for us. And 
then man comes along in his evil and, and tries to destroy, often does destroy what God has set up. Let's think about this work ethic for just a second. Think about good work. Good work. God doesn't want us involved in just any work. Someone might find a casino somewhere in a big city and make a decent, very decent salary just, just serving there, just doing different things there, okay? Not that you would actually be involved in any of the gambling yourself, but just working there. God wouldn't want you working there because that's an evil place. God doesn't want us to work in evil places. He wants us to do good work. He doesn't want us serving alcohol. He doesn't want us to be involved in gambling places. He doesn't want us involved in drugs and, and the such like. So think in terms of good work. And then think, think in terms of honest work. Honest work. What, what do I mean by that? Well, honest work is work which is a fair exchange of value for value. Okay? It's a fair exchange of value for value. And we've gotten way away from this, not just in, in thoughts about gambling, but in thoughts of a lot of different venues uh, in, in our society. We've gotten very far removed uh, from this idea. This is what God calls for is from us, is honest work. I'm, when I say a fair exchange of value for value, we're talking about your time, your effort, your energy in exchange for a reasonable return, a reasonable support uh, for what you have done. And that's it. And that's it. God hasn't elaborated on it because He assumes that the person with a good and honest heart is good and honest enough to, to work that out in a reasonable way. But remember, most of our society has left God. They have left His Word. And so what they are doing with this is not necessarily uh, right. And going back to Ephesians 4.28, notice that Paul says the purpose of us working. Okay. And if you'll notice the emphasis on the front of the bulletin today, I wanted to emphasize that. It's not about us. Okay. Nothing of what we do is about us, ultimately. Okay. Even our work that we do, Paul says there, we have that in order to give that away, to give that to other uh, people. And so it's an issue of honesty, of honesty, and sticking with a true biblical work ethic. So it's an issue definitely of self-control. It's, it's an issue of management, and it's also, of course, an issue of not only management but honesty. And then in the fourth place, it's certainly an issue of love. It's an issue of love. The gambler counts on the misfortune of his opponent in the game. The gambler counts on the misfortune of his opponent in the game. Okay. His good is automatically someone else's bad. It's a zero-sum game. Winner take all. So in order to gamble, you've got to wish for the misfortune of someone else, you see. The gambler is seeking to enrich himself while he ignores the, the needs of his neighbor. 
the welfare of his neighbor. That's exactly what's happening. In just a few verses, Romans 13.10 says, Owe no man anything but this, to love one another. We need to go any further. Owe no, owe no man anything but this, but to love one another. You remember Jesus, Matthew 7, verse 12, give, gives us the golden rule, whatsoever you would that men should do, and you do also likewise uh, unto them. Uh, for this is the law and the prophets. He's there, Matthew 7, and verse 12. Let's think about love for a second. And let's go with the idea that none of us would personally want to be involved in gambling. None of us. Okay. But even if that is the case, we still are to have a concern for the welfare of others. And I want us to underscore that in our minds. Even though we personally would probably never ever consider being involved in these atrocities, such as gambling, alcohol, and so forth, yet we are still have concern for the welfare of those who do. Think about this. Love acts in the best interest of another person, even when that person does not. Now, for us as parents, that's just automatic, isn't it? I mean, your, your kids are growing up. You're acting in the best interest of your children all the time, even though they do not. Okay. You're to do that all throughout life. You still do it. We've got to keep it in our, in our hearts. I do it. You know, coming through the forest from Double Springs to Moulton. Okay. And I think going about 63 miles per hour through the forest on the curvy road. It's pretty decent, but there are many behind me who do not think that's fast enough. Okay, So what are they going to do? Their, their life depends on getting around me. And if, if, if the sun continues to shine, they're going to get around me. Okay. So there they go. Oh, double yellow line. Here they come. And just as soon as they get in that lane, guess what comes the other way? And then what do you do? What do I do? I slow down. I do. I slow down so they can get back in and, not, and avoid a collision. I'm acting in their best interest even though they are not. And that's what we must keep in mind with these types of social Atrocities, gambling. Okay. You may not participate in it, but somebody might say, well, it's okay for it to be present. It's okay for it to come in because I'm not going to participate in it. We might as well get the benefit of it if there are. That's a, that's a myth itself. But if there's a benefit, they might as well get it. No, as followers of God, we are looking out for others even when they're not looking out for themselves. Now, a former president of the American Gaming Association, uh, he was justifying his work, naturally he does, but he said that the, that the economic and social benefits of, of gaming far outweigh the cost 
Now, someone had just mentioned to him the cost. Okay, he says the benefits outweigh the cost. What are those costs? Those costs are broken families. Those costs are bankruptcy. Those costs are divorce. Those costs are suicides. Those costs are how that gambling is oftentimes a gateway into other sins that cause families. But he says, this former president, he says that the benefits far outweigh the cost. Let me interpret what he's saying. He's saying, who cares about the 10 to 15 million people who suffer seriously with this gaming as long as the rest of us benefit? As long as the rest of us are okay, who cares about the 10 to 15 million people who suffer from this? That's what, that's what he is saying. I want us to think about, before we leave the idea of the issue of love, think about the word exploit, E-X-P-L-O-I-T, exploit. As you know, that means to use another person in a selfish way for your own personal benefit. To use another person in a selfish way for your own personal benefit. Okay. That's what's happening in gambling, but it's even darker than that. Okay. What's happening with gambling is that governments and businesses are using, not just using other people, they're using the weaknesses of other people. You and I may never be tempted by an addiction to gambling whatsoever, but there are many who are. And unfortunately, there are many who are willing to exploit. They're, they're willing to take advantage of the weaknesses of others. So they'll have bigger personal benefits themselves. I don't know that it gets any more darker uh, than that. Finally, this morning... Gambling is an issue of salvation. It's an issue of salvation. You can check me on this, but I think when you go back to Paul's words in 1 Timothy 6, 9 and 10, he says that the love of money drowns people in sorrows, but it also causes them to depart from the faith. Okay, that's pretty serious, isn't it? To depart from the faith. This is not just a philosophy. This is, this is God's will. The message of the cross calls us to Jesus and calls us to come to him for forgiveness of sins. And we're thankful every Lord's Day to be able to remember this, especially in just a little while around the communion table. But the message of the cross also calls us upon us to warn people about things that God does not want to take place. It's not just philosophy that we're discussing here. It's not just an opinion at all. See, if these issues, okay, issue of love, issue of management, issue of self-control, issue of honesty, if we end up on the wrong side of these issues, then that costs us our soul. Anytime we're on the other side of God, it costs us our soul. Peter warns in 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12 of a lot of the lust of men that war against the soul. It wars against the soul. Suppose it could be proven. I don't think it can. Okay. But suppose it could be proven that gambling 
absolutely brings a, a tremendous financial increase to an area or to a state or to a country. I don't think it can. I think the, I think the cost, okay, with the, that president of the gaming association, he had it exactly backwards. The, the cost of gambling, the breakdown of the family, et cetera, costs more than any financial benefits that may come their way. I, I think that can be proven scientifically. Let's suppose that it's all true, that it's just a complete benefit, a practical financial benefit whenever gambling is in, involved. Well, it would still be wrong. It would still be wrong because God has spoken out against it. Going back to a minute about the honest labor, you might say, well, so-and-so, it may not be honest labor like we're talking about here in Scripture, but, but with them, you know, with the presence of this person, there's a, there's a lot of money that comes behind this person. Well, there, that means absolutely nothing in God's sight. What He has legislated, He has legislated. So we're thankful to be able to address this evil. It's not the most favorite thing that we do, but from time to time... We want to call out these evils that seem to be still. I remember uh, several years ago, our summer times at Midway are always busy. And um, so I was standing next to Neil LeMay in the foyer at the old building. He said, when the summer calms down, you're going to need to do another lesson on gambling. I said, yes, sir, we sure will. We've done this over the years, but the reason we do it is because God calls us to do it through His gospel, and we're thankful to be involved in His gospel. And here's what we're really thankful for. We know that evil is present. We know that evil is, is in us sometimes. Okay? There's evil in all of us. We're all sinners. But we're thankful that Christ died so that we wouldn't have to suffer the consequences of evil. We're thankful for the cross. We're thankful we can respond in simple obedience and submission to Him. And through faith and repentance, confession and baptism, we can receive forgiveness of sins. We really can. We're thankful that the Lord has left us His example and that we can become more and more like Him. We're thankful for the Scriptures that guide us in this endeavor. We're just very uh, thankful. We're thankful to have this opportunity to worship and if there is anyone here today, perhaps, perhaps the Lord through His Word is speaking to, well, I know He is, He's speaking to each of us through His Word uh, today, today. But perhaps He has convicted us of some sin. And if you'd like to discuss that, if you'd like to come and confess, the Lord receives all sinners. Will you come right now? as we stand together, as we sing.